Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin, alongside Mr. Mike Thomas, joining us back for week four of The Last of Us. You can find his work over on the Chatter After Collider and the Amateur Otaku Podcast. And today we're going to be sharing our views and insights on the fourth episode of HBO's original series, The Last of Us, which is titled, Please Hold My Hand. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, or you can email us at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Gentlemen, Mr. Mike, it's it's glad to have you back. We, we had a sense of what loss was last week because you weren't with us, so we were very... Oh, jeez. <laughs> How's your week been? It has been great. I actually just got done uh, covering Anime Milwaukee for the first time here in Wisconsin. So that was a fun convention. Uh, got to meet the voice actors for Zeke and Ymir for the Attack on Titan dub. So yeah, I had a That blast. sounds like a lot of fun. I think we have something similar here in Nashville, but it's like... It's, it's kind of like their own little Comic-Con thing. I never go because, I, I don't know, it's just not my... I, if if I want to go to Comic-Con, I'm going to go to the Comic-Con, like San Diego, New York, something like... You know what? I'll I'll, I'll visit you in Wisconsin next time you guys have that. We'll, we'll have a ball. We'll have a blast. <laughs> Super low-key. I want you to remember, though, that it that's February in Wisconsin. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> It was like two degrees. That's a valid point. I'm from Northeast Ohio. I can handle anything. <laughs> I think I think Nashville made you made you go soft and warm. <laughs> no, sir. Down here, it is like last week. It was cold for two days, and they closed school because it was cold. There was like a little bit of ice. Like kindergarten schools, they have to close because if they don't have water, then you have to send those kids home. But, like, everyone else, they just had, like, I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday off. And I was like, I mean, they're like, it's snowing outside. I look outside, not a speck of snow. There's, like, a little bit of ice here and there. But Nashville is crazy. And I don't want to get into that. Because today, again, (laughs) we're here talking about The Last of Us. Devin, how have you been? um, And what have you been watching? Yeah, I had had COVID, unfortunately, over the weekend. So, haven't been watching much i've been playing some games here and there though just keep my mind off things stay active a little bit not just sink into the couch where you can't really breathe much but um i, I made a decision today a very important decision i've pre-ordered hogwarts legacy i've been yeah. convinced yeah! <laughs> these reviews pouring in i think at the lowest i saw was an eight like all these videos it just looks so fun i just i just did it I am so excited. Devin, yeah, I remember out of all of our friends, Mike, Devin was like the one person who didn't pre-order it. He's like, oh, he's like, I'll see, you know, we'll like, we'll see how it, it was a wait and see type thing. Yeah. But fair enough. Cause I mean, yeah. we also got Gotham Knights and <laughs> we all know how that went. 
Hogwarts Legacy is it's kind of weird too because like I swear each trailer I've seen for that game makes it look like a different game. And so I was really concerned on how that was gonna turn out. And it's like, oh, eight and nine, it's cool. Good to know. I saw a little bit of the combat today. Devin sent me a video and I was enthralled. I'm like, this looks amazing. It looks so fluid. I already, you know, I signed into my Pottermore account just to make sure everything's already set up. Slytherin, 100%. It's been that way for a while. So that stuff actually transfers into the game? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to transfer at your Hogwarts house, supposedly. So we'll just have to figure out how it goes. I don't know. But it is also Steam Deck ready, which is awesome. Very excited to try it on the Steam Deck and on my PC. So that's awesome. But Mike, really quick, what have you been watching outside of The Last of Us? Ooh, outside of The Last of Us, uh, The Legend of Vox Machina Season 2, which is awesome. Uh, I think the last few episodes of the season, because they've been dropping them in like episodes of three batches, I think that drops this week, uh, and I've just been trying to get through Chainsaw Man. I kind of fell off when it was airing, so the dub's completely done. I'm, I'm trying to get through that show. And it's wild, I'll just say. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I already kind of told Devin this, but I have finished season one of The White Lotus. It is fantastic. Armand, Armand. But yeah, it was um, just a very attractive show. Like just when it came to the set pieces, the the production design, I was like, I want to go to Hawaii so bad now. I, I think they said like Hawaii like travel sales went up like three hundred percent after that first season. I imagine the same for season two with with Italy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta start that, that. one up too. My gosh, that that is insane. But yeah, I'm very excited to start season two. I want season, season three to be like Arkansas or something, just the most <laughs> random place they can think of. Ohio. Ohio. Yes. <laughs> we need it. it's already a meme. Yeah, <laughs> Arkansas, Arkansas, Ohio would be really interesting, honestly. Like, we just live, you know, if you don't live in Columbus, Cincinnati, or Cleveland, it's like just farm town and, and all in between. But yeah, I've been watching White Lotus. Um, I've oh, been catching up or well, re catching up with Velma because I do plan on doing a review here on the show for it. So that's going to be a lot of fun trying to wait for the last two episodes to come out so I can properly evaluate it. You know, I'm like maybe the 1% that didn't hate watch it, (laughs) but Hey, it is what it is. So yeah, as we kind of wind down here from our housekeeping, we are going to be getting into The Last of Us episode four, the way that this is going to break down for anyone who is new here to the show. Welcome. First and foremost, we usually get into our initial reactions first, which is our non-spoiler section. Then we're going to hit our spoilers and then that'll kind of fall, fall into our trivia for episode four, which will contain a lot of spoilers as well. And we'll let you guys know before we hit our spoiler section. Then we're going to give our final thoughts and our ratings, and then we will close out. So without further ado, we'll be right back after this introduction to The Last of Us, episode four.
And we are back with our The Last of Us episode four. Again, that is titled, Please Hold My Hand. So we're just going to dive straight on in, give our initial reactions here. So I will pass it over to Mike so he can give his initial reactions. Then I'll go to Devin and then I will close out. So Mr. Michael Thomas, what did you think of this episode? This was a very good episode of The Last of Us. It is much shorter than I think we're accustomed to at this point with the show. I think it clocked in at like, what, like 45 minutes or so, Mm. uh, which is vastly different from last week and in that first episode. So um, it just kind of felt like a more traditional form of storytelling in a way, right? Like we're with Joel, we're with Ellie. We're, We're technically cutting back to Joel and Ellie after... Uh, our brief detour with Bill and Frank. And it was just really cool to get those two characters playing off of each other for like the first time, essentially. Right. Without Tess, we didn't get a ton of that um, in the first three episodes. So I thought their dynamic was great. It just kind of reinforces what I love about Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal in these roles. And I love how this episode plays around with themes and ideas from the game, but reinterprets them in a way that I really enjoy the setup and where it's going to go, especially with uh, Sam and Henry going forward into next week. So I, I really dig how last week was basically like an original story. And in this one, they're, they're getting a little more loose and free with it compared to the straight, you know, shot for shot word for word stuff that we got in the first couple. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with you there for sure. So Mr. Devin, what are your initial reactions of this week's episode? Yeah. Coming off of last week, it feels like just an emotional, emotional damage occurred last week that we're also recovering from. (laughs) So this one, while there was definitely some still emotion, some emotion to to be had, I think it it was definitely a bit um, on the lower side, which is good. A nice uh, palate cleanser overall and overall just a very, very solid episode. This one felt, this one gave me the most deja vu from the video game, I would say, because of the, the couple scenes that were just kind of shot for shot straight from the game. Um, we can discuss later, but yeah, definitely a good episode. Just building that relationship between um, Bella and, and Pedro. That's really all, all it's about. And we're really getting somewhere with that, which is very exciting for the future. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, man. It has been a wild ride so far. And um, as far as my initial reactions for episode four, um, I'm pretty much uh, in agreement with you guys. Like it is a, it's a shorter episode for sure. Um, but like Mike said, we finally get to see Joel and Ellie finally play off of each other. Um, you know, we thought last week was going to be, you know, the beginning of their relationship flourishing, but we took a bit of a detour, but it all came full circle and you know, we're, can't really say we went off track for a while, but it's nice to finally see uh, Bella and Pedro kind of just riff off of each other. We see it a lot in this episode. Like Devin said, there is a lot of, it it definitely gave me a lot of the most deja vu in this episode because, you know, I'm just playing, you know, those, those cutscenes over in my head. And from last week, I actually thought that they weren't going to do this specific scene when they're in the car and Ellie has a magazine. Uh, well, <laughs> cause I mentioned it last week. I was like, Oh man, it would have been cool to see that. And then they surprised us that like right off the bat with, with this episode, but we we're finally getting into, you know, we we've seen the damage of what the infected can do. 
And this is more so episode, I would say episode three and four, especially four going forward will be um, for a while will be, you know, not just the infected are a, you know, an, an enemy type, but you can see how humanity has just spiraled out of control. Like, you know, you have to watch out for your own kind in this world. This isn't a, you know, kumbaya, like, hey, let's all stick together. We're all going to get through this. It's like, no, people are ruthless. They they will kill. They will lie. They will pretty much do anything that you can think of and like in the worst way possible. And I like how we're finally starting to get, you know, some of these rebellions or rebel groups who claim that, you know, oh, they're better than Fedra, but then it kind of turns out that they're not so different after all. They just want to seize power. <laughs> but we get a lot of new characters in this episode as well. And um, I'll save a little bit of that for the spoiler section, but overall, I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. I text my mom, asked her if she liked it. She was like, oh my gosh, I loved it so much. But, you know, we finally get the puns. The pun book is back. And it's it's deja vu. But again, you know, these are somewhat of the same scenes playing out. May not be necessarily word for word. In this case, it kind of is for certain things. But it also mixes it up. And I'm interested to see where episode five is going to go, which we actually got a little bit of news stating that episode five of The Last of Us is actually going to debut on Friday, um, February 10th, before the Super Bowl, which I think is a very smart move for um, HBO, especially for something like this. You know, on, on a Friday night, everyone can kind of unwind. You have Friday and Saturday to watch it, and then you can just go watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. The power of Rihanna. <laughs> yes right the power of rihanna and i'm also hoping i'm hoping they they do the same thing for the oscars i, I don't think they're worried about the, the oscars view account at this point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey if will smith's gonna be there everyone's showing up but unfortunately he will not be here there this year uh for a while actually he was supposed to do a surprise performance at the grammys last night but apparently he dropped out really did you watch the grammys at all i had it on but didn't really Paid too much attention. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't really watch the Grammys either, but yeah, I'm. I'm hoping maybe they'll do the same thing. But then again, I mean, I feel like if you're giving people the option to watch the Last of Us finale over the Oscars, I think people are probably going to choose the front, definitely because. Well, unlike the Super Bowl, like haven't viewership for the Oscars been going down in recent years anyway? So like they probably oh, yeah. are too concerned. Until the, uh, the the slap heard around the world happened last year, then it spiked right up. But we don't too we, too bad we, we can't get get a wild card this year for the Oscars. It should be someone new every year. It's like oh, who is going to snap this year? <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. The Oscars have been trying to you know get that viewership up, and it seems that they're finally maybe putting the Oscars on Disney Plus. Because we had the uh, the announcements for the Oscars on there, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But 
we're here to talk about The Last of Us. I digress <laughs> altogether. But was there any other non-spoilers um, thoughts that you guys had before we jump into the spoiler section? Um, any thoughts on the new character, Kathleen? Brand new oh, for the show. I I like her. Um, so far, you know, we've we've seen a little bit of her in episode four, but I'm interested to see more. And the fact that she's mentioning Henry, we finally have more so of a connection um, of the group that Henry was with. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll kind of get into that for spoilers. But Mike, did you have anything else you wanted to mention before we do? No, I think they did a great job just kind of like Devin was saying earlier. Uh, the emotional damage we felt yeah. last week, right? <laughs> it was, it's weird to say that this was the most lighthearted episode of the last of us we <laughs> have gotten thus far and probably will ever get in this show. But Ellie cracking jokes was very welcome after everything that happened the last three weeks beforehand. Yeah. I- I'm detecting a bit of a pattern where obviously the first um episode of the season is a bit lengthier it seems that like every other episode they seem to be going a little bit longer than like normal runtime because i believe episode two was around the same as episode four or it felt shorter but you know that's just because we've had for episode three that was almost an hour 20 when apparently it was almost like a two-hour cut they had to cut it down altogether i was like man you can just make a movie with bill and frank <laughs> of the last of us but yeah i'm i'm wondering if, if if i'm detecting a pattern here we'll just have to wait and see but yeah this is definitely a shorter episode but not a bad one by any means whatsoever so with all that said let's get into our spoiler section so ladies and gentlemen That is your first spoiler warning for episode four of The Last of Us again. That is your second spoiler warning for episode four of The Last of Us. So if you have not seen it, go watch it because it's amazing. So (laughs) there is there's a lot to talk about here, but I feel like just during the beginning, we get we get this little tough Ellie. You know, she's acting a bit. uh not uppity, but she has this confidence. Now she's got this gun. You know, she's kind of just like, pew, pew, pew. like, you know, kind of just like a kid in the mirror. Like that we see a little bit of the childness uh, or a, a childhood kind of sort of forming <laughs> with Ellie when she's like, yeah, like I have a gun. Like, you know, what you going to do about it? And she's trying to like, she feels that out. power. Yeah. She feels that power. And, you know, she, she grew up in the Fedra QZ. She kind of knows how to handle herself with a gun, but, you know, this is, like, her first time ever having that free reign where she's like, yeah, like, this wasn't given to me. I stole it, and it's mine. (laughs) That's one thing I really love about uh, Bella's performance, too, right? Like, just going to last week when she gets in the car for the first time, you know, and, like, that that childlike wonder in her eyes kind of peeks through, even though this world is extremely awful and like it's terrible for everyone it's really great to see that that amazement in her eyes sometimes and have her be a kid because she is like 14 years old Mm -hmm. and so i think that's again why this episode just really works as uh, a counter to what happened last week we get to see the youthfulness of ellie and how it is growing up in this world whereas last week we kind of saw 
Bill and Frank persevere through the hardships of what this apocalyptic future became and how they adjusted to it, which I think is just a really fascinating, like, mirror between the two. Yeah, and then that moment they have where he apologizes to her just because, like you said, she's just a kid in the apocalypse and that's all her life has been. And it's a terrible life and it's not her fault. And then she kind of has a breakdown of her own there. Yeah, I did want to talk about that because it seems as if she is starting to mimic the personality of Joel. Because when they do run into the um, the, the group of people, um, so in in the game, we know this already, but you know when they're driving, when they finally have the car battery, um, in the game they are actually headed to Pittsburgh, but they changed it to Kansas in the show. And so we we run into these group of uh, of rebels, quote unquote rebels, and you know things kind of just hit haywire. She we finally start to see how gruesome and how unforgiving Joel can be, which is something I've been waiting for. But you know it's 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 a build up. This is a TV show. You know it's not just right off the bat where I believe I think it was in uh, the very beginning of the game where. No, actually, that was not. I'm sorry. That's like way, way ahead. I can't say anything yet. I'm sorry. But Joel gets very violent, like very quickly. And you you get to see what Joel is capable of. Like Ellie said in the first episode, what water tests R.I.P. And um, Joel capable of uh, when it comes to, you know, this this world, when it comes to them encountering other people. And we finally see it may not play out the same way as it does in the game, but we see that Ellie saves Joel's life um, in in a similar fashion, just in a different location. And they kind of, you know, change things around, which I, um, which I really appreciated. But, you know, when, when he does kill the, I guess he was like, maybe like in his twenties or whatever, he's like, Oh, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, like they were ambushed and then he's trying to backtrack saying like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, like we can be friends and then Joel's like, I need you to go into that hole and I need you to stay there because what I'm about to do is not pretty. Yeah, I like how they're humanizing the deaths. Like, um, it's, de- it's obviously different from the game where you have to kill because it's a video game. It's what you're supposed to do. And there's not much of an emphasis on the actual humans that you're killing. So it's definitely a good change there. Maybe in part two, a little bit. I don't know. They, they try to make it to where, you know, they, the the enemies call it each other's names and stuff, whatnot. But I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, Devin, continue. Yeah, I did hear about how in part two there, they kind of shout out names of the enemies that you've killed to kind of do the same effect. So it's good to see that they're doing that here. Oh, that's right. Devin hasn't played part two yet. My gosh, I, I totally forgot. Yeah. They need, they need to release it on PC at some point. hey he traded in the ps4 for a steam deck that that is a very valid reason (laughs) altogether i got half off that steam deck basically Ooh, uh, you know what hold on i still got my ps4 around here i need to try and (laughs) pull that trade off that's honest hey mike honestly see what you can do man because you know you you never know that's all i gotta say but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i really like it's really fascinating, like you guys were saying, right? Seeing Joel in that moment because he did not have to kill that kid. 
right? Like, he was down. Even though they did ambush him, he was the last one left, and he was begging for his life. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, it kind of just highlights the, the darkness that is also in Joel, because it's like he could have... Like, the kids couldn't move his legs. Even if you didn't kill him, you could have just left him there for someone to find him, yeah. right? And so the fact that he, he took him out tells us a lot about who Joel is and what these last 20 years have, have done to him. And then there's also another very important moment with um, with Ellie where you see a tear drop, like, flow down her face after she does the, sh- mm. the shooting. Kind of shows a moment for her where she does care and she is empathetic because... The first couple episodes, we were worried that she might have had some tendencies for uh, some psychopathy or something <laughs> with her <laughs> actions, but she is sympathetic and empathetic, so that's good, at least for now. <laughs> she saw that clicker. She said, "Not listen here." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, Ellie, chill, chill." I mean, she did. I want everybody to remember she got infected or at least bit like two and a half, three weeks ago. So, like, she's been through a lot by the time Joel meets her. Yeah, she has definitely been through a lot, for sure. And I do agree with what Devin's saying. I, I was trying to figure out if it was, you know, she she does she does care for others, but she has to just harden up. Like, she sees how Joel is. She saw how Tess was. And she's like, you know, they obviously know how smart she is as a 14-year-old. And she's like, you know, I just need to, I need to make it through. Because she knows how important she is, because we do know that she is um, she is immune, so she needs to. It, it, but also, sorry, I'm jumping around a bit, but it goes back to what Tess was saying. You know, you're not immune from being like ripped apart, and she's not immune from you know killing either. So it's she's starting to develop this this. I guess you could say daughter. Uh, father relationship with Joel. Like she's starting to see Joel more as a parent more so than Marlene probably ever. But you know, this, this, this is the person that she has been, I guess you can say stuck with, but she's just trying to make the best out of the situation, which goes into the pun book. And I was absolutely just, I absolutely loved it. I loved her line delivery and you know, it, like Devin said, a little bit of deja vu from the games for sure, because those jokes are ripped straight out from the uh, video game, but they, they come up in a more natural um, setting with the TV show, because in the game, you know, you got to get those, those achievements, those trophies, like there's certain times where like you have to prompt Ellie to bring up the, uh, the pun book, um, which we'll see hopefully later on, um, you know, where, where she randomly got it from altogether. But yeah, I, I love how, yeah, I think Mike had said it, that this is like the quote unquote funniest or lighthearted episode. <laughs> and when, when Pedro Pascal, <laughs> he finally cracked a smile, which is what I really loved. That was such a good moment. Yeah. But why, why did the Scarecrow get an award? That's when I got him. <laughs> <laughs> because he was outstanding, outstanding in his field, in his field. and he's, she was like, "I knew it, you know that one." But also towards the very end, where she says, "She was like, hey Joel," she, she was like, "Do you know that diarrhea is hereditary? <laughs> it runs in your genes." <laughs> Classic. And it's like, 
It's so stupid that you can't help but laugh. And then Joel finally cracks a smile, probably for the first time ever, um, since that we know of since his um since since he lost his daughter. I mean, I don't know if Tess made him laugh or whatnot, but they seem like a very serious couple. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. I think it's funny how like throughout all of this, and I know I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but it's just to make a point. I think it's funny how, again, this is the most lighthearted and like calm episode, but we still have Joel kill a guy at gunpoint. We have them get ambushed, and then we have them, again, taken at gunpoint in their sleep at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. The world of The Last of Us, guys. Yeah, yeah it's just it's- a quiet little 45-minute episode where all this crazy stuff happens. Yeah, this this is really where the parental, the 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 unspoken respect that Joel and Ellie have for each other, because um, I really love how the, what what they're doing with with the show so far, where you know we we get a little bit of a Chef Boyardee ravioli. I was like, oh man, I haven't seen this in TV show or movie in like ages. But when when uh, Joel and Ellie are in the middle of the woods, and you know Ellie is a bit worried that hey, you know, like we're out here in the middle of the woods. You know, she asks if um, if they can make a campfire. He says no. He's like, oh, well, the infected see it. And then Joel says, no, infected aren't that intelligent, but it's people you have to worry about. And he, you know, he, he makes sure that she's safe throughout the night. You know, he, he grabs his rifle. He's about to go to sleep, looks at his rifle. And he's like, you know what? We <laughs> Joel has been everywhere and we don't know everything that he's done but this man has like street smarts beyond belief he's like you know what i'm just gonna keep watching the entire night and then it's it's that um it's that relationship starting to 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 form which is something that i'm glad that we're finally able to like see throughout this episode and hopefully with sam and henry uh that appear at the uh, end of the episode because during the beginning of the episode, we have Ellie pointing her gun at the mirror, and then the last shot is where you see Sam pointing a gun at Joel, and it's like, okay, that's like imagine waking up and it's a child pointing a gun at your face, not an adult, a child. That's and wild. shushing you. <laughs> yeah, he's got that like war paint on too, which is interesting. I'm I'm interested to see um, how they um, portray both of these characters in in the show. Very Especially since we had the like we had Joel be big brained right and have all that glass on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Joel just had to he had to like flip and flop around in his sleep to switch to a cyber to the hearing is bad. Come on, yeah. Joel. Do better. <laughs> hey, he's a simple man and he, t- he try- tries to get by. <laughs> That's again where it's like, you know, that should be like a very shocking moment but it is kind of just funny it's like dude come on we we planned for this (laughs) (laughs) they still got you oh my gosh that that is probably yeah it's it's that it's that gotcha moment for sure (laughs) um but i wanted to hit a little bit of trivia facts here um for episode four and so uh did you guys notice uh, we had a cameo from the video games in this episode. We did. We did. Yes. Um, Devin, do you know who it is? Wait, did you watch Heavy, heavy Spoilers today? I did. Okay. He probably already knows. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do. Um, it, it is the 
the actor who plays Tommy in the, the video games. He is part of the new rebellion group. Um, I am blanking on the character's name. Is it? Uh, okay. I, th- I didn't hear that part in the video, but he did look familiar. Um, Perry. Perry. Yeah. yeah. Perry. One of the main men of Kathleen um, is played by Jeffrey Pierce, who gave his voice and motion capture to Tommy, Joel's brother, in the video game. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, is that him? Because his voice sounded so like, I was like, yeah, that, that's definitely him. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool altogether. It's it's nice how they're incorporating, um, you know, actors from the original game into the series because it really shows how a Neil Druckmann has you know adored these actors and, and they finally get to either play their their TV counterparts or dive into a new um, a new role, which will not be the last from what we will see all together so yeah it's it's some crazy stuff which is pretty pretty awesome just just wait till just wait till troy baker shows up it's gonna be the ultimate leonardo dicaprio point of tv <laughs> meme <laughs> yeah Tro- troy baker and uh, ashley johnson very excited to see both of them show up and i'm wondering where where ashley johnson's gonna is gonna appear but Ooh. i don't want yeah, but <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything, buddies. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> come on, buddies. No. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm. There's, there's two things I'm interested in. It's one, how are they going to incorporate Ashley Johnston into the show? And the second is later on, uh, once we hit the winter chapter, and certain events occur. But I don't want to get into, you know, like we're in spoilers, but (laughs) people who are listening may not have played the game. So it's kind of like mid spoilers (laughs) altogether. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where the journey goes. But so was there any other uh, plot points or uh, details you guys wanted to bring up before we get into our final thoughts and our ratings? A couple of just like funny Easter eggs, I thought. Uh, I I think it's funny how uh, Ellie clearly had uh, Frank's sleeping bag, which is just like, of course, <laughs> it smells nice. Yes. And just Joel having coffee. Uh, one of the optional dialogue prompts in the game, uh, they're in the hotel, right? I think they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, so it's the same same sequence, different city. But they're, they're in one of the hotels. And Joel sees a coffee machine. If you click the prompt, he just says, he like moans, I really miss coffee. Because of course, coffee's not a thing anymore because nobody <laughs> is selling it. So I just think it's funny how they're, they're still making a game reference because Bill and Joel do not have a great relationship in the video game. And it was really just get him the, get him the battery, get him the car, get him out of here, right? Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's like, Joel knows his way around Bill's place, so he just like raids the pantry and grabs <laughs> Chef Boyardee, and he made sure he grabbed his coffee. Hey, is- man. <laughs> Bill was eating good for a while. <laughs> like, he yeah. had an entire town to himself. Like, it was it was great. He probably, I, he probably had his own blockbuster and everything. And probably, imagine. man. Imagine. I wonder what kind of movies Bill was watching. You know, what, what kind of TV shows was he binging during his time? There's no way he was just staring at his security cameras the entire time. You know, just 
uh, cooking rabbit and <laughs> doing <laughs> doing whatever else. Uh, his entertainment was the, was the uh, the infected just getting murdered by his his little traps. He, yeah. he liked to watch that while he ate. Yeah, and then knowing they had to go back out there and reset up the traps. I mean, what do you think? Like, there's not much he can do. He it's not like he was just watching The Office or Parks and Rec from his house, right? That would be amazing if he was watching Parks and Rec. That would be yes. mind blowing. Uh, too meta. What if that was like his like twin brother? Like, what if like Bill had like an idea? <laughs> I have like, a brother from Pawnee. I have a brother from Pawnee. <laughs> Identical twin. <laughs> He's like, all right, Pete. You know what would be funny if the girl that he that Bill originally was with before meeting Frank was named Tammy. Yes. <laughs> I what imagine you didn't name? do that now. Dang it. <laughs> what was her name? Tammy. <laughs> or or because he does mention his mother in in the show in the show as well in episode three. He was like, "Oh, it's, it's my mother, Tammy's." It's like, oh. That would have been great. I, I would have absolutely loved that. But let's get into our final thoughts and ratings here. So I will pass it over to Mike so he can give his final thoughts and ratings. Then we'll go to Devin and then I'll give mine and then we'll close out. Yes. Um, this is just, again, another really good episode of television. It's not like world shattering like the first one or the third one, but it, it's very much a good kind of not a reset, but it's more of a reintroduction right to what the story is bill got joel what he needed he got him the battery he got him the car sorry if you hear my dog barking i think the mailman's here <laughs> but uh they got th- the mission finally starts right like we, we kind of thought that going into episode three but like this is officially joel and ellie's story and i love how mm-hmm. we're introducing new characters we're introducing kathleen right who is an entirely new concept for The Last of Us, where it's like, okay, if you notice, episode by episode, we're meeting different people, going to different cities, going mm. up against new uh, villains, like or obstacles, I should say. And I think that's really fascinating how in this arc, right, if we're bringing this into like anime or, or comic books, like this couple episode arc is where we meet Kathleen and her whole deal with Sam and Henry, and we don't even know what that is. Or who they are, what what's going on with that? So I think it was just really cool setup to what I hope is you know fantastic payoff in episodes five and six going forward. Yeah, I, I definitely agree because again, you know, episode five will drop on February tenth um, on Friday, uh, two days before or yeah, two days before the Super Bowl, so that people can watch it throughout the weekend and then watch the Super Bowl because. I mean, but honestly, even if it was on Sunday, I probably would not have really watched the Super Bowl because I was kind of banging on the Bengals to get in. But you know what? It is what it is. But I, to me, it's a very uneventful Super Bowl altogether. Maybe people from Kansas who are Last of Us fans have something to root for now. But, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but, Devin, what are your final thoughts? I'm sorry, Mike. What was your rate this episode? I do apologize. Uh, if I were to rate it, it's, you know, a solid... Eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> what are your final thoughts and ratings on episode four of The Last of Us? Yeah, I agree, I agree with everything that was said. Um, definitely not mind blowing by any, by any means, but definitely a very necessary episode for all the character development that we got and just moving the plot forward. 
So what we have in store for the future, which is very exciting. Um, mm. I'd probably give it like a like an eighty five somewhere around there, just a solid episode. Yeah. And a bit a bit of a break from last week. Not not too much, but a <laughs> bit of a break. Yeah, definitely a bit of a break. Uh, for mine, pretty much my initial reacts or initial thoughts, final thoughts. Sorry, um, <laughs> definitely uh, mirror both of you guys. It's it's a great episode. I just love how we're finally able to have more alone time with Joel and Ellie. And you, you know, with when it comes to the game, it's like okay, you know, one cut scene, then you move to like a stealth scene, then you might get a little bit of action. This is probably the most action we've seen from this um from the show so far and it looks like from the previews for episode five it's gonna be a doozy so i'm very very excited to just it's gonna be great like friday finally we have something to look forward to on our friday but you know hey, i understand hbo has always released like their their high profile shows at least on sundays though those are for the the reserved good good spots because it's it's the water cooler effect but overall, I would probably just give this just like a a nine out of ten uh, for this episode uh, altogether. I just you know it was it was great to see Joel smile um, <laughs> from a ridiculous to Pedro pun. Pascal smile. Yeah, and hey, we're getting more Pedro Pascal next month uh, with uh, the Mandalorian season three. I mean, we got a double dose of them this week with SNL, you know? Yeah, Great I did watch it. Oh, yeah. SNL, the, the Super Mario Bros. HBO coming soon. Or Mario <laughs> Kart, I should say. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, that concludes our review of The Last of Us Episode 4. Again, that is titled Please Hold My Hand. So I'm going to pass it over to Mike. Uh, Mike, thank you again for coming on. We love having you on. Let everyone know where they can find you on the internet and what you have coming up. It is an honor here being here with you guys. I, I love it. Love talking The Last of Us. It's funny because uh, Tilu is the first YouTube video I have ever made. It's also the first episode of The Chatter After Brandon and I ever collaborated on. So it is a big part of my my life and my career in this space, which is awesome. So it, it's great sharing that experience with you guys. Uh, but where you guys can find me, it's Novice Cinephile everywhere, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter specifically. Uh, if you want to check out our podcast, The Chatter After, that's on YouTube as well. Um, and on Twitter, simply at The Chatter After. We cover The Last of Us every single Tuesday. Um, so make sure you're there for the live streams. It's the Beyond the Clickers podcast every Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern Time. And uh, one more thing. Next week, it's weird because HBO kind of screwed us over a little bit as far as our content creation. So the episode of Beyond the Clickers is going to be on Wednesday of next week because Monday and Tuesday of next week, we're covering Super Bowl trailers. So, yeah, <laughs> you guys get the episode oh, early. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to want to join us, you're welcome. But uh, yeah, so next week, Beyond the Clickers on Wednesday, because those couple days we're going to be talking The Flash and whatever else comes out. You know, Brandon is a huge Flash fan. So still to this day, I 100 I percent believe that you guys have the best name for a Last of Us podcast. Like, honestly, it's better than the HBO, like official, because the official Last of Us podcast 
is literally just called the last of us podcast. <laughs> and I've seen a few others out there where I'm like, eh, it doesn't really work. I'm like beyond the clickers. It's, it, it's phenomenal. Like job well done to, um, to, ev- <laughs> to everyone on, on your team. Mike. appreciate that. It's funny. Cause Brett, he, he came up with a better name for the official podcast, which is so funny. He's like, why didn't they just call it the cast of us? Because it's literally the cast and the creators of the last of us. Literally. Cause it's Troy Baker who is um, interviewing. I haven't listened to this week's episode just yet, but yeah, that is very true. The cast of us. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it's punny. Perfect for Ellie. Perfect for this episode. I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love it. I do love her pun book, though. It it is amazing. It's fantastic. And with all that said, that is a wrap on today's episode. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X to stay in the know. And always make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. And now let's take a sneak peek at what's coming up on the show in the coming weeks. Um, Of course, we're going to be covering Last of Us, episode five. Once that drops, uh, maybe before the Super Bowl, really just depends on everyone's schedule. And um, you can also look forward to our Velma review, which um, I'm not sure if Devin has watched it. If not, totally understand. You know, he's been under the weather, so I might just have to solo that one on my own, which is totally fine because I think I'm like the one person who actually likes this show. It's much, it's like me and Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. I belong to like the 5% of people who actually like it. Jinkies. Um, <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> like, like Scoob. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely keep a lookout for our Velma review. And I believe there's really nothing. Is there nothing coming up this week in the theater? Nothing I know of. I mean, the lucky few got to see Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, but you know, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to be covering Amen and the Wasp um, here on the show. I believe that will be next. I believe that's next week, Devin. I think it's on the 13th. I think it's the day before Valentine's Day, if I'm not mistaken. So we're definitely going to be having our uh, review out for you guys for that. And what you can listen to now on the podcast, you can listen to our episodes one through three review of The Last of Us. You can also check out our Infinity Pool review that Devin and I covered together. And you can also check out our That 90s Show spoiler-free review that me and Amanda, aka AMX NDA Reviews um, reviewed. So that was a lot of fun. And got a season two, so I'm very, very excited. It's just something fun and easy to watch. You You don't have to take it seriously, but Apparently, some people do, you know, search around on the web for all that stuff. But I digress. Um, Again, thank you to all of our listeners out there. And remember, if you enjoy the show, kindly leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics to stay in the know. That was Devin, Mike, signing off. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Adios. Dios.